Welcome back to another episode of All Talk Punters and Dribblers. Um, pumped for this one. Horny. Pumped and horny, horny and pumped. Now, our next guest, our guest today, is the fastest human in Australia. Think about that. Let that settle in. The fastest human in Australia. And is he second fastest we've ever produced? Second fastest all time after the great Patrick Johnson. He's run a scintillating 10.01 at the Olympics, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, a terrific stand-up Australian. Terrific young man. Yeah. Really. An impressive young man. Really impressive, Tom. Really impressive young man. Uh, world's at his, at his feet. Yeah. But humble. Humble. Grounded. Grounded. But quick. But quick. Quick, humble and grounded. Beautiful mullet. Beautiful man. Let's not waste any more of your time. Rowan Browning. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. So you saw a Jarchi video. I saw a Jarchi video. And I liked it. I thought he was funny ass. Yeah, he's funny. So he's, a, he's just a mate from, from uni. Yeah, right. And like a... Now he's a TikTok star. Yeah. Yeah, he is a TikTok star, which is weird to say. Yeah, it is. Because it all started with him just doing like videos of him like picking up echidnas and shit. Yeah. And then it was like... Well, that's the one that kicked him off, Eddie the Echidna. He saw one on the side of the road and patted it and all the Yanks loved it. So, you, but so you knew about Jarchi before we had him on? And then he was on the potty and yeah, he shared yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I, I knew his videos from Instagram, yeah. Reels, but I'm not on TikTok. No. Well, I'm on it, but I don't have the app. I made an account once. and Silencing the what'd you put on? What would you put up? Nothing. Nothing. You got nothing up I there? I tried to chop together. After the Olympics, TikTok asked me to make an account. And I... TikTok asked I should, you to make an account? Yeah, TikTok Australia asked me to make an account. Okay. And I thought maybe I should. So I did. And after about 15 seconds of... Scrolling through, I just could feel my brain turn to mush. Yeah, so without without obviously asking about your commercials, but do they go, "We'll pay you to make one," or are they just like, "Make no. one and we'll"? They say, "Make one, we'll verify it." They so, oh, they, so then you can get you can get the tick out out the yeah. gates. They honey dick you with the tick. Does the tick make any difference in TikTok? Ticks a tick, I think. A tick is a tick. We yeah. aren't ticked. You're ticked, obviously, on Instagram. I think it gives you more credibility. Oh maybe. shit, yeah. We've never gone looking for a tick. Not like a deep dive into a tick, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to a tick. I'd like a tick, but I'm not going to go and ask for one. Because I know that what the answer would be. Well, also, we've got friends who are like in this space who have looked for a tick. Pull that close to your face as well. Just like I think you have to ask for one now. I think that's the new... Yeah, you've got oh, to you ask do? for one. No, you've got to ask for I one. I didn't ask for one. No, well, fucking... Well, I hope not. I'd, I'd be... I'd be I'd just turn up one day and, and had one. And you had a tick. But I think now you have to ask for one. Oh, you just rocked up ticked. One day you were ticked. Post Olympics, were you ticked pre Olympics? Pre Olympics, yeah. Oh shit, dude! I think it was post twenty eighteen Commonwealth Games. Okay. Post Com Games, which tells me they're they're watching. Yeah, they're paying attention. But then there are some people like Brad Parker of the Manly Seagulls, who's been a phenomenal rugby league footballer for many years, who still can't get a tick. Well, he's been unticked for some time. And we've been it's been one of our like one of our earliest social media sort of campaigns was to try to get Brad Parker a blue tick. It fell on deaf ears. It did fall on deaf ears. How old are you? 24. 24. World at the feet. How good's that? When did you... Like, have you been... I mean, I would assume you've been fast or... Like, you were a fast kid as well, right? Like, is that something that... Like, did you always have it? Were you fast out of the womb? Um, 
How long was labour? I did. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, I was good at the school level. Yeah. How good? Yeah. Like, like I'd, I'd win. Good? I'd no, not 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 prodigious, mm. but better than my peers. Yes. Would you at win at the nationals? school level? No, no way. I'd I'd win the school carnival, and I'd go zone, state, and just get rolled in at state. You get rolled. Like at kids state. who you know. Early developers. Yeah. Would you get out Over of Over keen trainers, pushy parent. Yeah. yeah spring. Okay. Um, would you get out of the heats at state? I'm just trying to see, like, would, was I you at one point? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, what could you have been? Yeah. Did, well, did you have a bit of natural go? Yeah, I did. And then it fell off me. Yeah, okay. He likes to think he did. Well, still, I was a state runner, Tom. Were you a state yeah. sprinter? Yeah. Fuck, it must have been a shit year. You get those. You yeah. get soft years. I was, soft I was years. well, look, I was nine. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was good right up until, I, I'd never lost a school carnival right up until year eight. Uh, you where, never lost a school carnival? Not a school carnival. So you were, you were a goer then, like you could run? Yeah, you I was run. all right. And that was the year Simon Baker got me, not the mentalist. I was going to say. Simon Baker of um, most Jack Kid in year eight fame. And he just, yeah, he just rolled me that year. And Does that still burn? No, not these days. I mean, you do remember Simon Baker of overly jacked, you know, fourteen-year-old fame. Like, yeah, it sounds like he still looms large in the mind. <laughs> when did you then like start to get like fast, fast? Um, start winning state, start rolling people. Well, I never trained. I didn't like it. I did one year of little A's. Hated it. Did you? Yeah, I got this terrible memory of tripping over in the hurdles and and calling it a calling it a day pretty well. Always like team sports, you know. I played footy and different things. Winger, uh, yeah, back. yeah, back throw, yeah, rugby union, yeah. Um, but about sixteen was when I started. When I got good, but aren't I had you get, a breakthrough. Are you getting? But you're getting good from training, I would imagine. Like you don't just, or is that like a pubes kicking in? Yeah, I think a bit of like, that. I, I think a bit of that. A bit of that. But I think this is the thing across all sports. You get these kids who are just so good, so young mm. because they're they're massive. Yeah. And uh, where do they end up? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 sort of like you know it's the old fate of the man child, right? Like yeah. they they come and they dominate and they win and they win well mm. and they sort of burnt into your mind. I'm still I'm still thinking about a couple of man childs of note. I remember Tussie from Campbelltown, big big Islander fella, terrifying. Yeah. Used to have like nightmares thinking about him. A guy named Travis Roach from Dubbo. He's a year above me, but he was just he was he was so manly at a young age. He just dominated. Leg hair used to intimidate me at a certain age. When you're like, oh fuck, this is I don't have that. I remember once if you're watching on the YouTube, um, he was at a carnival, like a little A's carnival, and he had his two siblings on his legs going like that. And I just remember going, oh my, oh, like flexing his. He was yeah. doing like leg weights. Yeah, like leg weights with his. Siblings. What is that exercise called? You've got you're a fitness guy. I mean, you're a runner, but leg extension. Yep, a leg yeah. extension with, with children sibling, on with it. children on the each leg, and I remember thinking then, no one's going to beat this bloke. No, that's it's impossible. Tough. Yeah, that's fine. But did he make it? Well, that's the thing. It's the fate of the man that, child. That's the fate of the man child. Right. He didn't make yeah. it, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not. We're not interviewing him. <laughs> Yeah, put it that way. Well, he might so have been slow. Him. He might have been real slow. Well, he might not have turned into a sprinter, but I mean, you know, he could have gone on to football greatness, but didn't. That's but the did. fate of the man child. It comes too easy. So when you start to, I guess, I'm going to assume it's hit puberty, pubes, pubes on route. 
do you then that's what I was saying before do you start training because you're quicker or do you just notice like oh I'm actually getting faster and I'm not doing anything to try and get faster I like this now yeah a bit of that I mean I played so like I said I played rugby and you know I was I was decent but my my best asset was raw pace Mm. you know not so much the positional play or whatever I'm not sure Mm. I was bringing too much else to the table just got better got in the gym started lifting weights through those teen years um, and got better as a, as a sprinter. And then, I don't know, it's one of those things, it's like this process of like attrition, I think. Other kids drop off and you get you get better and the man-child becomes increasingly irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I probably started training when I was 14, 15. Were you sprinting the whole time? You know, like I... Were you, were you playing team sports on the weekend? You didn't do much delays, but like, how were you, how were you aware of your speed on the track? This is the clock. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, were you through school? Yeah, or were yeah, you yeah. going out there and just training and getting your old man on the stopwatch? No, no, nothing like that. Um, it's just the school carnival, I think, is where it probably all started for me. Mm. Um and there's that pathway, you know, his own state, whatever, regionals, whatever, nationals. Do people, do, 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 do you start getting identified then around like 15, 16, where people start going like, hey, bro, you're pretty goddamn fast. How, what, was you, what, were you, what were you running? Like, how, what was your 100 in, when you were 15? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. See, I could probably tell you what mine was. It wasn't great. Well, I know what I've, I know. I know my quickest. I know my quickest. It was like 11.90 something. Yeah, mine was. And it was hand-timed. Mine so was hand-timed. It could have been anything. I think mine was, a, and this is probably wrong, but I remember I've got 11.59 in my head. Fuck off. I'm sorry I might have been quicker than you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and that was you, at, what, 15? No, that was probably 18 when I was yeah. playing footy. If you break, if we, we, in our opinion, if you break 12 or 11, is it breaking? Breaking 12. Break, if you break 12, it's just like a fucking nobody. You're essentially breaking 10 or 9. It's like the dribbler's sub 10. Is sub, sub 12. 12. Yeah. Because if you're breaking sub 11, you're running like a 10 something. You're like semi-pro. That's pretty elite. Yeah. I think uh, sub 12, nobody's writing songs about you. No. No. But at sub 11, you're getting a bit more credit for yeah. sure. Yeah. You've probably trained a bit to get there though. I think if you can break 12 naturally, no training. Yeah. Oh, no, I was training. This, it yeah. wasn't a natural breaking of a 12 like yeah. there was no natural about it it was i was working my dick do you remember off. the first time you broke 11 uh y- yeah i do so that year i'd played footy through um uh the start of that year we had like our nationals i think i'd run 11 3 i was 16 and that was where puberty set in for me like that yeah, 16 yeah, to yeah. 17 year yeah played rugby through the off season couldn't break into the school first 15 um politics <laughs> and in the end, you know, I was pretty pretty jaded. Um, had like a bit of a growth spurt, a bit of a strength boost. I don't know, like just started training, taking a bit more seriously. Mm. So I'd run 11.3 at the start of the year. By September, I'd run 10.90. That was first time sub 10. Oh, sub 11, sorry. And then I ran, I went like 10.4, 10.3, wind assisted, 10.18. I just had this like at what huge, age? like, like, Meteoric rise at, at 16. Damn it. You dude. ran sub 11 and then a 10 14 
10 18. 10 18 in the same year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was just. Oh absurd. my God. It was just absurd. So, there, at that point, people are going, oh, this kid's. That's, I think that's when I, I got on the radar yeah. in this country. Um, but had a few years in the wilderness then, like, just could not come near that. It was just this day where, you know, the stars aligned. It was just like big tailwinds. It was hot. Yeah. Good conditions. I don't know. It was just hyped up. It's funny, like, I was thinking about this before, that, like, improvement in sprinting is so infinitesimal. Like, it's tiny, whereas, you know, I guess, like, you know, if you're saying doing a long-distance run or something like that, where, like, you can actually improve quite significantly and cut, like, large portions of your time, is that difficult to deal with or to try and, like, keep you motivated when you do have, like, a great day like that and then you just don't come even near it again? For a long time? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, and that's the thing about the sport is like the conditions are such a big part of it. Mm. So, you know, you want to run your season's best at the major championship. Um, But most people don't just because, you know, usually it's around the evening, you're in a big stadium, the winds are a bit more nullified. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think the margins in the sport are really what define it. It's what makes it so hard because... It's just about that neuromuscular condition that you turn up in on the day, you know. What like, the fuck does that mean? Well, you know, it's how sharp are you feeling? What sort of state are you in? You know, that, that, neuromuscular that. condition. Yeah. I like that. But so what is, can you, like, is that how you literally feel in your muscles? Is that sort of like what that means? No, it's not that at all. It's more like, um, <laughs> I'd say, it's, it's more like just the state of your nervous system. You've got to be like sort of peaked. In training and then and then well rested, mm. um, that's when you. That's when you so, so like, do you put a huge amount of emphasis on your NMC? <laughs> yeah, massive, massive. <laughs> everything I'd say, almost everything I do in a day comes down to that NMC and 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 how do I get that up? How yeah. do I get that way way yeah. up? Yeah. Do you have a metric for your NMC? Like, is that like, is there a grading for it? Um, no. There's no grading. Actually, sorry, there is a grading. Okay, it's go. called the uh, rate of perceived exertion. So I jot that down every day, like how I'm feeling out of ten, and that's just like one of the factors. Yeah. So I diarize on my training and everything, and yeah. how I'm feeling. Yeah. So how much? How involved is like? Do you have another? Do you have another gig? What's the go with sort of like? Uh, I guess being a professional athlete like you are but in the sort of athletics field where obviously during olympic periods it's fucking massive in australia and i know you're doing all, there's like all these like world events around the world like what do you do in between the bigger events do you have to do any other work or anything like that or are you just like full-time athlete well i'm full-time athlete i'm so, i'm at uni like plugging away what are you studying i'm doing uh law nice wow. but it's been slow it's been a slow well you've been running for the nation process, so we'll yeah. we'll forgive that <laughs> Well, I if mean, you're running for the nation, it's all forgiven. <laughs> as far as five I years, I yeah. did five years for a three degree, and I was not running for the nation. So, you know, I'll forgive it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm prepared to forgive it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, who? How does that all work? Is it sponsorship based? You get grants from like the government. Um, we- sponsors big part. Yeah. Um, Puma and True Protein. There you go. So there, you go. Shout there we go. Yeah, I'm lucky. I got some good sponsors. You know, like products that. You know, I really I get around, believe in. So yes, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like it's just because it's such a truly global sport, like globally accessible sport. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it 
makes it tough. Yeah. Um, it's just that competitive marketplace, I, I suppose. Especially in my event now, like, it's becoming a lot more global. The best talents out of, you know, the United States and Jamaica, like it has been, but it's also out of China and Japan, uh, you know, Africa, United Kingdom. So it really is much more global. Mm. And when- dare I say, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Rise, there we go. There we go. But you know, there's but there's a lot more good guys on the Australian circuit now who are doing really well. So I yeah. mean, it's um you know that that sort of rising tide, I suppose. How is the Australian market placed at the moment? I mean, you're doing really, really well. Obviously, Jack Hale's another name. That was the name that came to mind. The Tasmanian like, kid. He got a lot of coverage. He got Jack. a lot of because well, he was quick young. Was he jumping Jack Hale, or am I making that nickname up? Well, the Jumping Jacks, I believe, a basketball team. Uh, NBL, Tasmania. That In Tasmania? Jack, Maybe. Jump, Jack Jumpers. Yeah, and you might be Awful getting, name, you might no be getting Jumping Jai Tarima mixed up with Jumping <laughs> yeah, Jack Hale. a lot of jumping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where are we sitting? Because obviously Tom and I came up in the Halcyon days of Patrick Johnson and Matt Shervington. Like, you know, yeah. they're the big names we remember growing up. Obviously, you're a bit younger than us, but... How we how we placed as a sprinting nation right now? I'd say on the rise for sure. On the rise for sure. These good coaches, good talent coming through, some good young talent coming through. Um, obviously, those guys. I mean, Pat Johnson's still got the national record. Like that's the and it's a stiff national record. What is it? Nine nine three. Yeah, okay. I would have got it. Nine nine three. So of it's tough. Got you it. know? Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's that's a that's a. Have you ever broken? Have you ever broken ten in like you know a training or a wind assist or anything like that? Yeah, wind assisted in uh, in Wollongong around nine nine six last year. Ah, uh, sorry, yeah, last year. What was the wind? Um, I actually can't remember. I want to say two point four, but I think that's too generous. The max you can have is two. It might have been three point something. So the max you can have is two, and the records and the record count is that the yeah. is that what it is yeah. right. So it was a bit more than that. It was, yeah, it might have been three point something. Like it was, That's what I mean. It's all just so It doesn't really small. matter anyway. It's all sort of, it was, yeah, I mean, it, it helps. The wind helps for sure. Do you yeah, think it sure. doesn't help as much as maybe it's given credit for in those things or like? Oh, I think probably is. It's think, pre- it, it, it does? Yeah. Big time. Uh, sorry, we, we're the only place with fucking bar flies that isn't actually <laughs> a bar. Could be because of so the, you uh, don't you, you know you don't go to bed at night having run nine nine six in Wollongong with assisted being like I broke ten today. Yeah, I was pumped with it because it was sort of like it's it's this barrier for sure ten seconds. Sort of if you're north of it, you're on the radar, but you're not really you're not a big deal. Mm. But you know once you go sub, you join a much more exclusive club. Um, sub club, yeah, the sub ten club, mm. and everybody wants to be a part of that club mm-hmm. if you're in the industry. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Um, you know, I would have liked to have done it a long time ago, but... Shervo never having, broke 10, did 10 he? 10.01. No, he... 10.03. 10.03. 10.03. Good Lord, that's close. All cocked, though, you know, that guy. It's well, he's, it slowed him down. Yeah. It slowed him down, time. which is unfortunate. What's your, to- what's your best? Oh, 10.01. Your 10.01? Yeah. Oh, Does God. that burn? Was Again, that in was that good, in the heats? Like, was that in the heats of the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't burn. Um, I don't know. I, I guess you just get used to those margins, right? Like, yeah. it's just that's yeah, what yeah. you sign up for. It is what it is. Like, sometimes you're on the right. You, sometimes you get the rub of the green. Sometimes you don't. Like, you're on the right. You, just the clock is what it is. Mm. Um, Should have run quicker. At the end of the day, like, yeah. it's a very simple sport. You know, it's run fast. Y- yeah, it just be fast. Just, yeah, just 
It's hard to overcomplicate it. If yeah. you were to if you were to run that heat at the Olympics again, where do you think you could have made up time? Like, was there something that you didn't get quite right? You know, I think at the time it was probably probably as good a race as I've ever run for the shape that I was in at that moment. It's probably nothing I'd change. I mean, that was my best run ever. So, yeah. you know, I like to think, you know, you just progress. Like, it's a bit of an older man's game. It takes years to just get that load into you, mm. get robust enough, you know. What sort of condition were you in at the time? You should have mentioned that just then. Well, I was in best condition I'd been in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but compared to now, so? Well, now I'm... I'm I'm out of condition, I'd say. I mean, I'm I'm in off season now, yeah. so um, I'm I'm just in the process of like building. Yeah, I won't look to race again until you know maybe like February or March on the Australian circuit. You asked before the competitions run pretty globally. Like obviously our summers at the wrong end of the year. So in terms of the major championship, mm. which is almost always in the northern hemisphere. So there's a circuit in Japan. There's a circuit that runs through Europe competitions in north america but yeah you got to travel a lot you got to be overseas for a fair while when did you start then from when you were like teen when did you then go i mean not even necessarily professional but like start to compete in the the big boy stakes like you know um only really the past couple of years i think it would have been earlier if if not for covid mm. um but i just had injuries every year like i got these congenitally bad knees i think the diagnosis is, is fucked knees and dude i've got the same thing yeah. it's probably why i've been held back <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe what's what's so what just dodgy knees yeah just just knees that give me issues every year so like just getting cortisone injections every year to just get on top of information and stuff like that so. i got cortisone injections recently um yeah. to help me run the marathon Terrific. And you made it through? Yeah, I did. Mm. I got IT. Uh, IT I, didn't, I didn't get any injections. And my knees were fucked as well. Yeah. I did but shit. They, but you, but you, try, you did. Yeah, you might have tried. I did try. They didn't give them to me. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. Um, but so, was, uh, so you say COVID fucked you, like in terms of getting like the timeline to get to the big boys. But so then when you're 18, when you finish school, what are you doing? Like, are you going straight into a, are you still training after school? Is there like a pathway from when you finish? Because you're 24, right? It's so pretty like, siloed, to be honest. There's a lot of different coaches around, but it's all quite siloed. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just training with my coach, who's my high school coach, um, Murph. And shout out to Murph. Yeah, shout out to Murph. Like, Murph's been there. Like, he was the one who got me into the sport to begin with. Oh, so okay. he's, he's been my only ever coach. Hectic, and, that's um, cool. So he's like a high school coach now coaching a, an Olympic Yeah, runner. yeah, yeah. Did he work at the high school you went to? or did He you did. He did, yeah. He was there and, and that's, that's how That's a nice story. Yeah, I like that. What's Murph's background? Triple Sprinting. jumper. Triple jumper? Yeah, went to three Olympics in his own oh, right. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Cool. So and Murph was, was a great athlete. Olympian? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. That's, so, pretty, that's pretty dope. But definitely I was a blank canvas when he got stuck into me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty hectic though, right? Like, you know. I like that you've there's got a bit the of like, There's a bit, I can see a film in that. I'm not going to write it. I don't have enough time, but I can see. <laughs> well, if you win, if you win gold for the nation, there's a film there. Yeah, maybe not a film. Maybe like a like an Amazon documentary, like the. Yeah, well, I mean, like they're, 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 they're the films of the day. They are. They pay big. What's his name? Not Zuckerberg. Bezos. Bezos. Thank you, Dior Dave. So, just quickly, Dave, before we do, Karen, could you go get the open bottle of Big Day Rosé? Thank you, mate. That'd uh, be nice. And maybe some ice, please, buddy. Maybe some. I don't know. Maybe it's cold enough. Um, so what was the, I guess, catalyst 
after school Murph training you to where, like, I'm just trying to work out where the jump is from, like, all right, this kid, you've got talent, you're fast, but there's obviously other fast people. Like, when do you, what is the thing that gets you to start compete? Was Commonwealth Games your first national Yeah, event? Yeah, that was a big one. The Commonwealth Games was a big one in 2018 because it was, like, home crowd, uh, first national team. Was it oh, well, sorry, I'd, I'd made a national team in 2017 with the relay. Uh, but the Commonwealth Games was my first run in the individual 100. Yeah. Was that Brisbane? Was it? Uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah. And that was the taste. Like, that was just a bit of dessert that, that, that got me sucked in, I think. Yeah, right. And how'd you go? Came ninth. Okay. It was, yeah, I ran all right. I think it's probably That's reflective of where I was at that point. So, yeah, it was, um, that was a big one. And then, so then the teams I made were, uh, 2017 world champs in the relay, 2018, the 100 in the relay, 2019, the 100, had a shocker, ran like dead last. Almost really? in my heat, yeah. And do, do, when you have those sort of things, you know what, like... Yeah, I'd just been sick and I'd been injured all year and I just wasn't in shape, went there. It was a miserable experience beginning to end. Like I got <laughs> gastro a couple of weeks before, oh, I lost weight. Good. I just, I was in this town in Austria where I was just like... Throwing up constantly, mm. right. um, couldn't compete. Flew back to the training camp, which was in um, northern Italy, mm. this town called uh, Gavarate, and uh, went to Worlds just knowing I was not in the mix. Mm. And really struggled there. Came back, I'd run basically dead last. I think one guy tore his hammy in the race. He's the only guy I beat. <laughs> I came like 40th. I thought you were going to say you lost to him. I was like, oh, that must have been a bad day. God. Uh, it was a bad day regardless. Yeah. And the worst thing is it was in Doha and like you couldn't even go out and have beer afterwards. My old man flew over. Um, he's he's a really straight bastard. And he said to me like, by the time we get home, I'll spend three hours on a plane for every one second I watched you run. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thank you, mate. Yeah, Good to have you. <laughs> yeah, and then we went up to the bar at the Hilton for a beer, 25 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Perfect. So it was a miserable sort of endeavour beginning to end, but um, like fueling, you know. So I came back from that and I was, I was pretty keen on, on, on the Olympics 2020 and then um, just all got delayed, so I just trained through. Have you got siblings? Yeah, I got two younger brothers. They quick? They're not bad. It doesn't sound, I think, sounds like an older brother not prepared to gas them up. Yeah. Not good, not good enough, like, not yet. Was there, was there any inkling growing up from either your family or siblings or like, you know, extended family that you, you'd be the second fastest Australian of all time? No, def- definitely not. Like I don't that's think mom, pretty wild. Mum and dad would, I don't think they would overstate their athletic uh, abilities. But the running joke is that, like I was an IVF baby and there was a mix-up in the lab. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do My brothers are pretty sporty, like, they're, you know. But they're not, they're not like super serious about it. Like how much older or uh, how much younger, sorry? Um, recently 18 and okay. 20 and 20. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're not like, they're not going for international sprinting. No, that's not their thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. their vibe. Um, and what about your, do your parents like ever give you advice? Your old man like, bruh, you fucked up. Yeah. You know, you're, you're your all, cadence was yeah, off. Your today. cadence was all off. No, no. My parents were always good. They, especially dad, like he was just. You know, he's a massive sports fan. Loves his rugby. Um, union? Ru- rugby union. He's a huge Brumbies fan. But, like, just lived for Saturday sport, drive us around. Yeah. Um, 
which I always really appreciated. Never pushy though, mm. yeah, and, yeah, and knew his yeah. limits. Yeah. So he's not giving me advice. You no. know, he's deferring to the professionals for sure. Yeah, I got a coach for that, Dad. Exactly. Yeah. But he used to always say stuff like, "I remember he'd be like." At a school carnival, I'd run the one and the two, and then that'd be it. Nobody ever wants to run the 400, but he'd always just kind of be like, oh, it's just really disappointing that you don't test yourself out in the 400. So it'd be like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, like, not yeah, overbearing, yeah. not pushy, but just like, oh, you know. Yeah, I thought you were sort of the worst card of all on you, the disappointment <laughs> yeah. card. Yeah. 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 Just have a crack. Test yourself. You're like, fuck, mate, I'm going to state for sprinting. How do you think you'd go at the 400? Like, um, do you have the, the engine for it? I've run... A 400, I ran it a few years ago. I ran a 47.17, I think. How's that suck up? I wouldn't have a clue. Well, 43, low 43s world record? Uh, yeah, like 43.0. If you're sub 44, you're serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're a like bit of an athletics, you're like a, I wouldn't say low key, but maybe a little, you're an athletics buff. You like I don't it. mind it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you're mind throwing it. out fucking world records left, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like, mind it. I used to run like I... I, I yeah, when you were nine. Like I know, that. but I still, but it's just like it... <laughs> Do you hold a record in Dubbo? Is that what you... you... It was parks. So I don't think I've got it anymore, <laughs> which is devastating. I'm pretty sure Jibla's reached out and I'm like, nah, bro. Nah, it's gone. gone. That yeah. thing's gone. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. But like, if you, let's say you were better at the 400, would you... Would there be part of you that was just like, I can't be bothered to train for that? You know, I don't mind the training for it. It's pretty grinding, but I mean, I just think people tend to start with the hundred and work back, work out from yeah. there. Do you, you run know? the two? Yeah, uh, from time to time. I want to get into a bit more. Yeah, it's good to have that range, I think. But um, yeah, the four hundred's tough. So I ran it once at the Sydney Track Classic uh, against actual, you know, four hundred guys, and and went out. You know, the only strategy I have is just to run flat stick, balls to the wall for the start and inevitably you die in the back end. So I got to 350 and I was ahead of the pack and thought, you know, there's a bit of prize money in the race. I thought easiest money I've ever made. <laughs> and with 50 meters to guard, just died so hard. Like five guys ran through me, you know, I had the, had the piano on my back and it was, and then just went straight to the bathrooms and was throwing my guts up. Really? Yeah. What's it like? Do you have that feeling in a, even in a hundred, like where you can be out in front and just sort of feel yourself get run down like, yeah that that's a, a terrible terrible feeling i can imagine <laughs> it's a terrible feeling because it's like there's this point where you hit your top speed and then everybody sort of decelerates but you, you want to decelerate the least mm. if that makes sense i mean when you feel guys come through you stress out you tighten up that's when it's all over and it's this like slow motion feeling of just being just chopped down mm. and it's it sucks you say that everyone reaches the like they accelerate reach their Top speed. Top speed at the same point. Where is that? Um, it's a little bit different for everyone, but it's like more or less around that sort of 60 metre mark, 50 to 60 metres. What's yeah. the kilometres per hour you're doing at top speed? Uh, I don't know, but I think m the best velocity I've ever heard is like 12 metres a second. So, I don't know, Dave, can you <laughs> convert that yeah. into kilometres an hour? 12 metres a second? Well, it's not. That's, that's, that's pretty wild. That's moving. If you can try and work that out. I don't have... I have a lot of faith in Dave. I don't necessarily. Hey, look, I'm not going to sit here and. Hey. Oh, yeah, I'm sure well, okay. you did. Well done. It's mate. a simple Google search. I know that to be a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've done you it you may have yeah. done it before. Yeah, I've done it before yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've done it whenever they publish like football players uh, kilometers, like kilometers an hour. Do you reckon they're? Do you reckon they're bullshit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, they're not, look, they're not gold standard. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. But, I mean, 
it's all GPS data, so it's yeah, it's it's not gold standard. Because I've seen I've seen a couple of like forty. I swear I've seen some forty two, forty threes out of like Addo cars. Nah, and stuff. dude, I'm pretty sure they're all like high thirties. Nah, there's I'm pretty sure there's forties. Maybe I don't I'm think wrong. So. No, look, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure yeah, is it? I'm pretty sure they're like the high thirties in the NRA. I've never seen anyone do forty. But again, yeah, sure. Who, there do, are there any of those NRL boys where you're like they could be? Sprinters, like, what do you think about like something like Jason Saab, who's just fucking humongous? Oh, there's, there's a lot of talent for sure, uh, and that's the thing in this country, right? Like, a lot of the, the sporting talent gets split between so many different sports, yeah, so many different codes. Um, yeah, there's some some massive talent out there for sure. Is there one that you'd pick though? Like, if you were to run your like that you've seen where you're like they've got whether it's mechanics or uh, just raw pace, as we were saying before, like that. Maybe Josh Adokar. Yeah, I mean, he's got that talent for sure, but I just think. Uh, the thing is, it's it's hard with a big body. Like you got to be pretty pretty lean and lithe. Like you got to kind of get that body mass down a little bit. I think everybody thinks sprinters are really jacked, but honestly, if you see them in person, there, the the camera adds, you know, five or ten kilos for sure. Mm. Um, they're not big bodies really for the most part. Mm. That is interesting actually. And like only you, you say like the camera does make you look jacked. Even when you came in here, I think I was thinking like you were going to be a six foot five fucking. No, definitely not. You know, I wish. Well, most sprinters are like historically quite short, right? Is, it, is Bolt the only yeah. one that was like particularly tall? Like Maurice Green, how tall was he? Like all those Five guys. eleven, I think. Maybe. Yeah. You yeah. met any of those? Have you met Usain? Like, do you have? No, any? no I remember. I never met Usain Bolt. Um, yeah, I'd say he was unusually tall. He really broke the mold. Yeah. Um, yeah, did it in spectacular fashion. He did. He did. He was. Was he like? Who was he? A bit of a hero of yours growing up. No, not particularly, because you know, there's just there's not a lot of uh, parallels to be drawn. I think mm. different context. Yeah, you know, it's like it's hard to identify with a guy like that. But it's always hard to identify with a superstar. Mm. That's what I always find. You know, I, I, I'm much more like those. Like, I mean, obviously, you like he's, he demands respect. He's the greatest ever, mm. arguably greatest athlete ever. Mm. But I always just like those athletes that are sort of bit easy to relate to. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more, I'm not going to say down to earth, but a bit more every man. A bit more yeah, common for sure. Man. A bit more yeah. common man, yeah. yeah. Punters and Drillers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and 
our mate Guru and our mate Sebo. I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. No, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. What's the lay of the land now from a sprinting perspective? That Italian I know won the uh, Olympic Games. I can't even remember. He got done. He pissed hot, didn't he? No, no. Who's the guy? Didn't someone piss hot recently from an Olympics? Wasn't him. Am I making that? I swear, some motherfucker pissed off. Like, is it fair to say that the there's a bit of a void left by Usain, or is Um, there from what like a star power? Yeah, mean from like. Well, I say there's no one guy that would be the 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 red hot favorite. You know, like, but that void gets filled by a, a, a suite of North Americans, and yeah, like there's a lot of talent out there for sure. But nobody quite, you know, he's the best ever. Like, Were you, or how nervous are you lining up on the blocks for a, for a Olympic Games? Like, and do you have mindset training and things like that to try and calm you in those moments? To be honest, not that nervous. Um, I think, really? yeah, I mean, really? the thing about Dude, it. Dude, I would be throwing up yeah. with nerves. Yeah, on the blocks. Yeah. 100%. Under your spikes. <laughs> All over, I'd be changing, I'd be moving, I'd be setting my blocks and then be covered in boot. <laughs> I think it's just such a short window, right? It's like that 10, you just got to be on for 10 seconds. There's more riding on that 10 seconds. It's so cutthroat, that progression. But I mean, I'd almost be more nervous going out for, you know, an 80 minute game where it ebbs and flows and has a bit of narrative about it. Mm. You know, whereas you just go out there and you either nail it or you don't. And, and, and really that determines where you end up. Is that all, so? Have you have you always been relatively unfazed by those moments, or no? Is it I used to, to get. Work on? I used to be terrible going out as a kid to Olympic Park for that state level. Just intimidated by the moment. Yeah, I think it's just something that comes with that experience and and just just a lot of training. Mm. You know, it's not that hard a sport. So like it is, but the actual you know one foot in front of the other yeah isn't that that difficult. So you just go out, react to the gun, and. Give 100% and full credit to the boys. And yeah, 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 110% <laughs> if you're lucky. Well, mate, if you start giving 120, you might have broken 10 seconds. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I need to start giving 120. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But 
you say it's like you don't get nervous and it's sort of it is what it is and 10 seconds and it's over how much will you dwell on a performance after it's run and done i think i'm quite good at not dwelling on stuff just moving on quite quickly um and I think it just comes with the territory of the sport because it it's so objective. Like there's just there's no scope for referee calls. There's no scope for you know things to have really gone that much more differently. It's like it's just your preparation. It's probably like ninety five percent of how you perform, and then that last five percent is like mentally how you turn up on the day. How do you control the mental side of things? Though, like do you do you just have to do you do mental coach shit, or do you just like you just sort of in charge of that domain yourself and just trying to I guess make it all. Yeah, I think sports psych is, is really big. Yeah. And I was pretty sceptical before I saw it because I always thought, I don't have any issues. Like, I say sports psych when I get issues. But I actually think it's one of those things like... What are issues? Like... Oh, you know, if I was like, oh, I'm getting really anxious before a race right, or I'm right, like, right. I just can't perform even though I'm training really well. Yeah. But I, I didn't have anything like that. But then when I went and saw one, what I realised was I was just so... I didn't realise the depths of my own ignorance in, in terms of, you know, what, what you can do. Like, what, what the upsides are. Mm. So I think... It's viewing it as something to make you better rather than something to sort of get you to uh, the starting line, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. Not something to fix a weakness. Just yeah, to, just, to just make something that better. can make you better. So, yeah, I really enjoy that side of it. Um, is there any, like, insight you can give us into, like, what sort of thing, like, how they make you think or, like, how they make you perceive what you're doing to, to help you, to make you better? Yeah, I, honestly, the best thing, one of the single best things that I've ever been sort of taught through sports like is just like this separation of like your confidence like confidence is so overhyped like everybody always talks about everything's all about confidence but at the end of the day like when you're prepared for something the confidence plays very small role like you're either sort of capable and you're competent or or you're not so it's separating that confidence from the competency um being able to like just acknowledge sort of somewhat mindfully that the anxiety around like you know performance things and and, and whether you're confident or not, being able to separate those two things. So interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I tell you what, I needed some, I needed some psychology training, you know. In when, my, when you were nine? Well, like, you know, even when I was te- playing tennis when I was 15 years old and like <laughs> the, the difference between me playing doubles and singles, like you just get so in your head about things. Well, but tennis, yeah. again, like, you're getting bitched by the opposition in tennis if you're not going well. You know what I mean? Or, like, if you're the unforced errors in tennis. Like, tennis is... No, but, like, you know when you go... You don't have the, your head dialed in. Like, yeah. I think everyone's a curious, like, a psychopath like yeah. that if you don't have your, your wits about you. you got to have your wits about you. My mate, shout out to Simmy P, who <laughs> went through that many fucking rackets as a, as a teen. And if, he wasn't good enough to go through as many rackets as he did. He just used to crack them. Remember his mum got him one for his birthday, and then that same day he wrapped it around the the pole <laughs> of the net. <laughs> it's like, Brand new for his yeah, birthday. Like yeah, was, yeah, like yeah. It was a good racket as well. And you're like, for fuck's sake, dude. So then, do you like what is the emotion then on the blocks? Nothing. Calm. Cold. Like, yeah. Um, like, there's just a couple of things, two or three things you really think about. Just little performance cues. Um, and then you just try to do them well and then you just don't worry too much about the rest of it. You know, you just can't be too attached to that outcome because it all happens so fast. And I just think like, especially in an individual sport where it's all on you, um, it's so noisy. Mm. It's so noisy. So you just got to be able to deal with stuff quite quickly. And what's the vibe with like at the Olympics when it's like, you know, the big dicks in the world 
are all there to like, and you're on the blocks and you're, what's the, is there any camaraderie between the sprinters or is it very much like a, not really. It's just very, yeah, everyone's, I'd say everyone's just head down. Um, like, like literally just focused on their lane. There's not a lot of chirp. There's yeah. not a lot of camaraderie. It's all pretty post race. anything. Like deathly silent. Yeah. Anything po- like, do you get on with it? Or do you have any relationships with any of those guys? Or is it really just like a, like, you know, you see him when you start, you see him at the end because you're finished and then it's just like, yeah, later. it's a bit like that. You know, there are guys mm. you got relationships, good relationships with. And, but I just think in, especially in, um, in the, in the sprint game, nobody really gets too close. I think I suspect. Do you feel like you need to have a certain level of bravado? You know, like historically the hundred meter sprint has been, you know, full of energy and panache and like there's sort of, you know, there's the, the pre-race sort of bravado and posturing like that Usain Bolt used to do. Maurice Green used to walk around with his tongue out the whole time. Even like, like, even um, shout out to uh, True, mm. True Protein. Yeah, shout out to True Protein Gut Health product. I'm bullish on gut health at the moment. Dude, so. and we'll get back to that, but gut health. Can I ask a question about gut health? Like, what is that? Is that stuff good? I wouldn't mind getting into my gut health a little bit. Well, Ella's I think, always pushing good gut health on me. Yeah, so, so yeah. you need to improve your gut health. Well, I think we just only know the tip of the iceberg in terms of gut health and okay. what that means. So I'm, I'm hedging my bets. And just go, oh, fuck it, let's get good gut health. So what is that? Just, just, just gut health, yeah. We just put that in there, shake it up. Well, this is just like a, yeah, I got some uh, some creatine in here and some some gut health products. So. Do I need creatine like in there or can I just pound gut health product? I think you can just do the gut health product. Because yeah. I wouldn't mind. Not health advice. But no, no, not no, not an ad. Well, an ad, but not not health advice. It's not health advice, but it is. It, it's not an ad, and it's also not an ad. But where you know, it's. I think they do say Thomas and Ryan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the gut, the second brain. I've heard that. Yeah, gut, I've, the second I've brain. certainly heard that. Have, but and this is, I'm not trying to go like vulgar here, but there's like poo particle trans, like pills that you can have where it's like you take the poo from a healthy gut, and you put that, you take it. Yep. In a like tablet. a transplant, yeah. Yeah, I'm and then it makes your gut healthy. So you're eating poo. You're, well, you're eating shit, but... Poo tablets. In the pursuit of healthy gut. In the pursuit of greatness, Tom. True protein, not a poo-based protein. No, not at all. Despite that all sounds a bit too goop for me. Oh, is that is that Gwyneth Paltrow goopy vibes? Like, eat shit and... I don't know. I don't... I don't <laughs> That's exactly it. what it is. But I suspect so. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Back to what you were saying there, Eddie. Yes. Back what to what was I was that? saying. Bravado on the blocks. Yeah. No, not really. Um, what, about, the, what about, what about well, let's say, what about the Australian champs, right? When you're the man, <laughs> like you're the big dog there. Like obviously the international scene is a little bit different. As you, as you said before, you know, the North Americans, the Jamaicans sort of run the show. But on home soil, you are the man. Like do you feel more of an obligation then to... Sort of let them know. Swing the dick. Yeah. No, not not a lot. And um, I just don't think I'd wear it that well, doing throwing up signs and carrying on. <laughs> I'm not about that sort of carry on. I save it up for the post, you know, the post race interview. Yeah, maybe well, I, but even that, I got though, more to right? say. Even the post, like, because we were talking to the missile James Magnuson a couple of weeks ago, and he was just talking about, you know, I guess that like there's. He sort of, he was speaking about, I guess, the way that he had been in the past when he was a bit younger and how, you know, he copped a lot of flack and all that sort of shit, but he was also, like, 
can you fucking give me, cut me some slack? I'm trying to be the fastest guy in the world here. Like, it's a fucking really intense thing where it's like, you're trying to be fast and there's something that comes along with that and maybe it's psyching yourself up for the moment and all that sort of shit. So, yeah, I guess, like, coming, even if it's not before the race, but after the race, like, you're sort of jacked up a little bit. Yeah, Do you feel like, not necessarily an obligation, but is it sort of hard to control? Um, After you've just smoked a bunch of, you know, South Australian, West Australian, Tasmanian Tasmanian beaters, and you've just left them in your wake, and you're just like, fucking come at me. Yeah. That that must be nice. Um, Yeah. uh, yeah, Smoking uh, beaters. (laughs) Yeah, smoking guys is nice for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a universally sought after feeling. Mm. I think when you run quick, like it honestly feels it like it's a real high. Like you, f- you feel awesome on the thing in the blocks, like in the bravado. My thing is just deadpan, look straight because they always pan past with the camera. It's not my thing. A couple of times I waved, um, and then I caught a look at myself on the big screen and just was instantly like instantly cringed and then I ran bad. So I just, now I just deadpan, ignore it. But uh, a lot of guys, and this was an observation made by Gus and Rig on the shit show podcast. I got to credit them, but a lot of guys will do like this one, like the number one. And it's like, you got to realize like you're in the prelims or the heats at the Olympic. You got to realize you can't all be number one. Yeah. Someone's number one. Yeah. But so yeah, it's probably not you. Yeah, yeah, you're the one. Yeah, the statistics would suggest probably not. But I mean, yeah, so I just avoid that. But even like, you know, you got the mullet. Like you've got a bit of, you got a bit about you still. Like you're not, you know, you're not completely straight up and down. Nothing. I'm not saying like was the mullet a like it's a bit Larry. Like was that part of it? You know, you're running fast. You got the flying mullet. No, and I've I can't really avoid that that moniker now, unfortunately. Um, Unless you got a ponytail, yeah, change it up. Flying pony, flying pony. It sounds better for sure, but it'd look terrible. I grew my hair out <laughs> after high school; it was a disgrace. I'll never you go back there. You grew your hair out after high school? Yeah, it was terrible. So we have had the pony years. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a ponytail. Sorry, never a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not. But Did um, you get the mullet? Where, like, I guess, like in truth, you only came on to personally for me. My radar when this is the Olympics. Mm. Did you have the mullet? Like, was the mullet something you did for the Olympics, or were you just always a mulleted gentleman? No, not always. But I think they were starting to come back in a vogue that mm. year. So, some point during that year, I would have, I would have acquired it. Um, it's hot. Thanks. It's it's a it's a privately educated sort of mullet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not dirty. No, no. It's, it's I've a, seen dirtier. For sure. Put it that way. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a privately educated. That's a great way to describe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think you got to be self-aware. Yeah, the end of the day, so. definitely. What was um, what was the moment like when you ran? What's the qualifying time for the Olympics? Firstly, and when did you run it? Uh, it was for for Tokyo. It was ten oh five, and I ran it in Brisbane at a mm. meet, um, Brisbane Track Classic, and I uh, ran ten oh five on the dot. So I was pretty pretty pumped with that. That would have been a nice feeling. Yeah, it felt awesome. I ran. I had um. I think it was that race. I, had, I was chewing gum before the race and I stuck with it. And I, I had it in my mouth and I, as I ran, it fell out halfway through the race. <laughs> oh, and really? I, and I went back searching for it because, you know. Lucky gum. No, no, I didn't chew it. on the track. I just felt bad that, you know, someone's <laughs> oh, going to step on that. <laughs> Chewy on the track. Chewy on the track. It's a hazard. Well, and like what's, is it, is it 10.05 for, where are we going next? Paris? For Paris. No, it's, it's gone to 10.0 flat, I think. Or not, yeah, 10.0 flat. 
But um, really, yeah, they've introduced this sort of tennis style world ranking system. So they're trying to push people to qualify through that, um, which is significantly to the easier. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they only want the top what twenty percent or whatever to qualify on time, mm-hmm. uh, and they want to push people into the world ranking system. So it's like it's a harder standard, but I'd say the qualification is easier. So how does that work for you then? Like, what does that look like? Just going to as many meets as possible? Or? Oh, it's all about targeting the right meets. Big mm. points, like, stiffer competition. Yeah. It's a bit, it, yeah. Yeah. So how confident are you that you'll be at Paris? Yeah, confident, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get my world ranking down. I think I finished last last year at 13th. This year I fell down a bit. I had a bit of a shocker and went to, like, 35th or something. I couldn't tell you where I sit right now. I try not to look at it too often. But, I mean... Don't do, don't look that up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think maybe it's on screen right now. Though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm I'm confident. Like, if I get good training and I remain, you know, injury free and and sickness free, like that's always been my problem is these fuck knees and just getting sick. You know, getting COVID, getting the flu, that sort of thing. That makes a big difference. Is it easy to get sick when you're like a finely tuned machine? Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean, because like it's sort of like the slightest thing will throw you off. Yeah, and just even if you're too lean, if your body fat's too low, you're just a bit more susceptible. How much you weigh? Seventy. I like to compete at seventy-seven. Right now, I'm at about seventy-nine. Sharp. In the middle of or at the end of hotel quarantine last year, when I got back, I um I was like eighty-two. That was the heaviest I think I've been. I've been eighty-two before. <laughs> Have you, mate? Yeah, a few years ago. Long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey? Long, long ago. ago. Do you um do you compete in those like are they still doing the Diamond League? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few Diamond Leagues. I ran a few this year. Was that the one where they tried to sort of uh like have one generic competition from around the world for the for athletics or for sprinting generally? Is that what the Diamond League is? Yeah. As like opposed the- to like a just random meets here and there. Yeah. There's different tiering of meets all throughout Europe. Right. So you can kind of do the Europe crawl where you, you go through and you run meets of all manner of tier and ranking. Mm. Um, but the Diamond League is like the premier circuit. So, yeah. I ran this year in Oslo and Stockholm. I didn't run very well. I wasn't in the best shape. Um, in Stockholm, somebody yelled go before the gun and I... And you just went. I didn't, I didn't go. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Hey, hey, take your time. There's some water down there somewhere. Yeah, okay. Or yes, there's some true protein. We got that for you. Mm. I um, yeah, I didn't go, but I just thought they were going to restart the race, and that was pretty rookie because then they just called it, and I was sort of just left. How many chance? Do you have one fault in you before you get disqualified? No, it's just straight DQ. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah they, got, they changed it, and that got Usain Bolt in Daegu in 2011. Damn. Why did they do that? Were people trying to like preempt the gun? People take the piss. Yeah. So I think before that it was like. One per person, maybe, and then maybe it went to one per race. I uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, it did. What? Yeah, you had one. You could you could false start once, and then the second you were out, and everyone had one. So you could be like, oh, in so one race, they, in one race, yeah. it could be called back technically eight times. Yeah, yeah. If, before you got to start, people would take the piss. I don't think people would like that because you're just constantly restarting, and then also like it just blows the timetabling out. So, yeah. Do you false yeah. start? Have you got a false start in you historically? No, I never have. Like never. Mar- like Marty Tapao has a drop ball. <laughs> that's right. No disrespect. <laughs> never have. Yeah, never have. Never have. You know. Oh, that's good. What's your reaction time like? Best ever is zero. I think the, the quickest you legally allowed is 0.1. I was like 0.11. Best ever. Is that you like? What was that? 
Do you can you train for that? Not really. It's just at training. It's like you can't really do the stuff where you know you like lights light up on a wall and you touch the buttons and you know that. that yeah, 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 yeah. Of like that that doesn't translate. Uh, it's all got to be like auditory. But uh, can you do auditory training? Yeah, sure. Do you do it? I'm sure there's a YouTube video of, of like miscellaneous starting noises, but I haven't found it. <laughs> I've never looked it up. Actually. Make it, dude. Come on. These are opportunities. That, yeah. But so, so right. So you don't then you don't train for those sorts of for that element of trying to like react to a sound. Mm, not really. You could sort of get it incidentally. Is there a time like from when they say set? Is there like a time they have to hit, or is it just like whenever the gun goes? What do you mean? Sorry, so like when they're like, on your marks, get set, and then the gun goes, is there like a specific exact amount of time no. that they need to take, or is that just them vibing it? Yeah. And they're waiting for the guys and the blocks to settle before they set you? They can hold it for there's Because some guys have a lot Fuck, of carry-on. That's fucking... That's, that's hard to get ready for. Yeah. So what, carry-on where they're just like... Yeah, they're just like, they, they, you know, maybe they pray or they jump up or they do a hamstring stretch, I don't know. Some people run halfway down the track and they walk backwards. People carry on a lot. Does that piss you off? You ever get a bit like, hey, dude, let's get this thing going? From time to time. But I mean, generally you just sort of, you just get in, you focus. You, you really don't want to be thinking about that. No. But yeah, some people carry on. Does anyone try to mad dog you in that sense? Like, is anyone trying to... Uh, shout out to Simon Baker, who's been mentioned already on this show, but mentalist you, you know what I mean? Like, try and... Get inside your head, and his kid listens. Actually, he does. Shout out to Simon Baker, who, and your old man. Well, the, the son, fans. yeah, but son. Apologies again to Simon Baker for assuming he had an American accent because he did it, Nad. Yeah, <laughs> does he not? He's got. Well, no, no, he, he well, did it on the Mentalist. Yeah, he did it on the Mentalist because he's acting as an American, whereas we thought he was an Aussie who'd gone to America and lost his Australian accent, which but we you, think is criminal. You get a lot of that. That is criminal. That's actually one of my pet pet things that really. Well, it's, off. It's, no, it's it's actually a pet hate. Yeah. But Simon Baker, we can confirm, hasn't lost his Australian accent. He was just acting. Yeah, okay. Which makes us feel better. Yeah, and every time that comes up, I, you know, I feel the need to apologise yes. to Simon for that mistake. Now, <laughs> as I was asking, do any of your opposition in those moments try to psych you out in any way? I don't know whether it's, even if it's just them being loud, boisterous, you know. Yeah, sometimes other? people do that stuff. I think sometimes people try to occupy space. Some people just sit in the corner of the room and they just stare at their feet. Some, you know, some Are guys you all in a room down. together before you walk out? Yeah, you're the in blocks? a call room. So all you in this little call room, you're all sitting on little chairs. For um, how long? You take your trackies off. Um, ten minutes. Not too bad. It's a bit, a bit though. Oh, it's, it drags out. Ten minutes feels like that'd drag out, especially when you're used to running, you know, quick, quick. Like that's mm. what you do. Ten and minutes in a row. It's silent. There's no words exchanged. No music? No, no music. You've got to take your trackies off, so then you kind of stand there, you're all getting a bit cold. So You're in your spikes already? Yeah, you put your spikes on. Well, I'm just trying to work out. I would just, this is me, like what's the floor made out of? Because if you got spikes on in like just a hard floor, it's like... Nah, they rubber it up. Yeah. For sure. Like it's out the front of a pub. Well, I think they rubber it up, Tom, knowing that you've got spikes on. Good. Yeah, you thought of I mean, everything before an international meet. Yeah, I'd hope so, but you fucking nothing had shocked me these days. No. So, but in that space, then you're saying people might try to be a bit sort of alpha. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It just really depends. Like people just do all sorts. So, yeah. yeah it's, like I said, it's pretty quiet. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
there have been some big personalities traditionally, you know, yes. famously John Drummond, I did not move. Um, if you're familiar? No idea. No. All oh, right. Who's that? John Drummond was an American sprinter who got done for a false start, but he, but he hadn't. Um, and he lay down on the track yelling, saying I did not move and refusing to get off the track. You might, I'm sure you've yeah, seen I've that. Yeah, okay. I've seen that footage. Yeah. I've seen that footage. How long ago was that? Oh, Age 80s, like okay, 90s, right. And Daddy was he was he well within his rights to lay down in the middle of the track? Um, well, I think it came. I think that, that this was around this rule change, and because they put in sensor pads, sometimes the sensor pads. Devin Allen got DQ'd in the hurdles, so the maximum, the the, the quickest reaction time you can have is zero point one. His was zero point nine nine. Home crowd. It was at Oregon University. He went there. He's his last race before he went, goes off to the NFL. He got a contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. Basically, 0.99, but he didn't, like, leave the blocks. But the sensor pads just detected that he, like, he'd pushed into them a little bit. Mm. And he got DQ'd. So that was super controversial. It's like, you know, if you haven't broken, you haven't broken. Mm. Is there really an Well, if you haven't left, you haven't left, right? Yeah. That would be my opinion, Tom. And one that I would echo. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like making the Olympics? What was that experience like for you? And And, again, I guess, like, off the back of that, going from, and I say this respectfully, relative sort of unknown... As you finish some big day rosé, they're calling it the greatest rosé of all time. Uh, going from relative unknown to now, you're a you know you're very well known in this country. Blue ticked on Instagram. What's that experience like for a young buck? Well, I mean, yeah, it, you know, track and field in Australia doesn't it doesn't have the biggest profile. Um, just just that like after the Olympic heat, my phone blowing up was just a surreal experience. Uh, really distracting, but like really, really distracting. Yeah. So I turned it all off, you know, but I didn't sleep a wink that night, really. How like, long did it take for you, though, to go like, oh, this isn't good for me in this moment? Like, I need to not oh, pay attention to this. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, right. Pretty quick, like, once I got back from the track. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once I got home, um, I realised I'd sort of developed this, like, maybe... D, up a D, low C grade fame of like where people recognise you. But up it's a like, D, lower C. I love that. <laughs> but, That's great. <laughs> it's like they don't recognise you outright. It's more like you look familiar. Right. Where do I know you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Do you run? <laughs> Are you that Olympic runner? What's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then it's like after that sort of painful, drawn out interaction, they're like, oh, let me get you. Let me buy a beer. <laughs> yeah, How many beers do you get bought? I got bought a few beers, um, which is always nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mate. won't say no. No, fuck no. Um, depends on the time of year, really. Yeah. I had one the other day at the clock. Shout out to the clock. Sorry, Shout Hills. out to the clock, yeah. It's a great nice people guy. watching. Is the balcony back open? Last time I went, the balcony was closed. Yeah, it was. Oh, actually, I don't know, but it was going off upstairs. Yeah, I've spent a lot of, a lot of time in that balcony. Great so, spot. What was the what was your phone like then when it was blowing up? Like, did you what was your follow account? Like, did you see where it went from to where it went? Like, just in like one moment, was yeah, it? Was yeah, it just like, it was bang, like bang, 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 bang? It was bang. like overnight. It went from like six or five or six thousand followers to like sixty thousand. You know, so like ten x. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous, and like just feels so stupid. But um, it was one of those things. Like, I think, <laughs> I think that. I just had no idea how, you know, that people were really like tuning into this at home because mm. you're in the village, it's bubbled. It was really like strict on COVID measures. Yeah. So you really are bubbled from it. Um, 
aside from my phone blowing up. So, yeah, the whole thing was just weird, to be honest. Did you feel like you didn't get the proper um, Olympic experience because of the COVIDness? There was no crowds, obviously, like... Yeah, to some degree. I don't know whether you're in a relationship at that time, but the beds were almost anti-chong beds, I think they were at that point. Yeah, right? anti-chong technology was used, yeah. Tom. Cardboard spent, beds, I yeah, believe. Yeah, they spent too much money on trying to stop people fucking, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Because you can just throw a doona and a couple of pillows on the floor, right? <laughs> well, I mean, people can fuck standing up these days. They either. can. They can. <laughs> especially and athletic, will. Especially athletic people who've got fucking, you know, pipes on them. Mate, mate. people will sit down next to the... On the wall, you know. What I mean? People will fuck anywhere these anywhere. days. Anywhere. That's what we do know. So yeah, it, was a of, it was a waste of time in our opinion. We weren't even there. <laughs> I mean, it was, um, yeah, no no crowds. It was a shame. No minimal carry-on hmm. afterwards. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. I, I did go out afterwards. You know, like people would have a few drinks and stuff. Mm. So I, you could. I missed a sunrise interview the next morning. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, you um, missed Koshi. That must have been devastating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made. I was compelled by the media department to make up for it the next day. Yeah, so. sure. You got to. You got to do the right thing. That's right. Yeah, by Koshi so specifically. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want him on your bad side, man. man. He'll fucking. He'll come for you. Not the president of Port Adelaide. No, exactly. Absolutely not. So what? Um, did you did you get the ta- the tattoo? No, it's not my thing. You didn't get it. No, it's not my thing. I thought it was compulsory. No. Um, oh, it's case by case. Yeah, right. I mean, there are some shockers. Yeah. There are some, there are some ones that are more tasteful than others. Yeah. Some which are a bit <laughs> Elegant, less. understated. Yeah. It's I'd not like to thing. see you get one on the shin, just my, all the way up the shin. My thing is, um, I get it. I think if there was never a tattoo to get, it's not a bad one. Yeah, definitely. And I fully respect it for people who do, but it's just not my thing. No. You know, I like, I, I'm a big watch guy. Like, I like watches. Mm-hmm. So I got a watch. It was like this Olympic release watch. So An was, Olympic release watch? Yeah. So that was my thing. I feel like it ages better. I'm disappointed better. you're not wearing it. Yeah, I came straight from training. What sort of a what? Is it an Olympic watch or who's making that watch? Yeah, it's an, it's an Omega. Cause okay. They oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, so they do, they do like a... Release for every Olympics and Hectic. That was and that one, so. only athletes get it. No, or no, you just buy, I had to buy it. Yeah, but, but um, it's a, it's a better. It's more in keeping with. The yeah, way that's your, much your more. Vibe. I'm also just not really a sentimental guy. Like I don't keep heaps of kit. You know, it just kind of takes up space. And they give you particip- participation medallions and stuff. I don't really hold on to that. That's tough. I'm not yeah. taking that. Oh, well, in fairness, I took one for a marathon. What are you like, talking about, mate? Yeah, but I'm not fucking... There's <laughs> How's no it hanging over there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they don't give out gold in the marathon. Well, they do. do. They, do they? Well, the guy that won it... Well, he, he, <laughs> he, deserved, it. he deserved it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... Yeah, you know what? I Actually, I'm going to walk that back. I will take a yeah. participation. And, in the, and then in the 30 to 35 category, I'm sure there's... Maybe well, but I think, like, at the Olympics, I can understand an Olympian whose goal is gold, silver, bronze, so to you, be like... So what, you get a participation medal. It was at the Commonwealth Games. At Com Actually, Games, just, not at the Olympics? Uh, maybe. They give you different bits Things, and pieces. Like trinkets. Your different paraphernalia. It's like it sits on a shelf. But I mean, like I said, I'm not that sentimental, so I don't really hold on to too much of it. There's a few pieces of kit that are nice. Hopefully one day, you know, I look back on it and think it's not bad. But yeah. Just it's on my mind. What are they got waiting for Ned Brockman when he when he trots in a bondos to get a participation medal? He's got to get something, dude. We were t- I was talking about that with the boys today. They've got to close the roads, I reckon. Yeah, 
I think it'll be a Forrest Gump style sort of like everyone uh, running with yeah, him. Yeah, big crowd forming. Do you remember when him. that chick was it Jessica? I can't remember her last name. The sailor? Yeah, the sailor. The Jess Watson. Watson. Jess Watson. And like the harbour was just kicking off and all the boats. It was like the, it's like a Sydney to Hobart. Everyone's just following her in. Like that sort of shit needs to happen for Ned when he comes in. Whether he breaks the record or not, he gives a fuck. But like, I think he's still Well, could. he's still in it. Tom. I think he still could. He's still, well, he's still in it. What I love seeing is he, he'll have a bad day, like 25Ks, right? Yeah. And then he'll go, he'll go to bed, probably get like five or six hours sleep, a good night wake up crying and then he'll fucking run 100k's back to back he's, Dude, he's, and he's, he's good but, but also and he, at like 5:30 splits and you're like oh it's crazy what is this guy made of like, 5:39s yesterday 5:39 after like going mate this is the toughest thing my shins are fucked i got maggots in my feet and i'm just like yeah it's ridiculous i um i don't have strava but i um i google his strava most days just to see that straight line yeah 100 k's yeah. it's ridiculous he's captured yeah. the nation oh it's absolutely awesome. like i'm i'm obsessed with him and i've yeah. got no you know no issue saying that no absolutely 100 percent obsessed with the guy i can't get over it yeah I'd imagine the with him footage once. they've got as well like because they're not releasing a whole heap really yeah. no there'd be docker there'd be docker there should life. be a docker there yeah. should be an amazon prime docker. you'd hope so i had a sauna with him once it was intimidating a sauna oh is he pieced up or are you just saying having a sauna with Ned Brockman's intimidating? Well, it's just like... I wasn't sure if you were talking about his hog, basically. He's got to be hog. Oh, up. yeah, well... Um, was it yeah, a nude sauna? Was it what? Was it nude sauna or just a... No, no, oh, it, was, okay. it wasn't. It was, it, was with, um, it was with Ned and it was with uh, Harry Garside. Oh! And those guys are just meant... Like, they're just, Do they know each other? Because yeah. Harry's all over his socials. Well, I mean, like... Yeah, they know obviously. each other. Did you want any more? I know you did say you were driving. We no, I'm wanna, good. Okay. I drive, so... I'll, yeah, cheers. Um, yeah, it's it's good, by the way. Like I said, my palate isn't refined for rosé, but um, I drink it. There you go. Are we getting Australia's fastest it's man? It's drinkable. The tick of approval from Australia's fastest Yeah, no, fastest we are. Man? Well, we'll put that on the website. It's drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Brown, yeah, yeah. it's, it's drinkable. drinkable. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. My dad hates rosé, and he was like, fucking, I th- he, had, uh, he had a taste, and he goes... It's he, he said something like it's not disgusting, and I was like, "That's what." Oh, he had a sip of yeah. ours. Yeah, yeah, and he was just like, he goes, "Another great." He, but he hates rosé as well, so he's like, "It's not." He, what did he say? It's not disgusting, but it's pretty close. <laughs> well, we just t- we cut out we the c- back end, and just go. It's not it's disgusting, not disgusting. <laughs> Billy Birmingham. Yeah, I think that's what we do. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thanks for coming. Love that. So, do you have you met Ned before? Yeah, outside of the sauna, him. but like, well, I, th- I mean, the are sauna, your buds? I want to hear about the sauna. Well, that was the only time we'd ever we'd ever met, hung out. It was. Um, How do you tee up a sauna with the great man? How's that happen? Um, just get my people to talk to his people, and we. <laughs> we'll <make it> happen. <laughs> That's the life you live yeah. in these days. It's Instagram DM. Oh yeah. Yeah, but this was back before he had fucking you know hundred thousand followers. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So you know, who I, I broke out? through the noise. Yeah. Did you? So you DM and go, hey bro, you want to hop in a fucking hot sauna? Yeah, I can't remember what the conversation was, but we just we yarned a little bit, and then. Um, Organised it and yeah, those guys they're just tough, like mentally tough. Like, yeah, like you know, Harry does those cold showers like he, every day. I don't think he's had a warm shower in a year or something. Tom's looking at me like because he's that. like he's trying to flex, but he has hot showers before bed. So I do, I have cold showers in the morning, but I do, yeah. have, I do have hot showers at night, and I had a warm shower this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so where does I'm that not leave exactly Harry where does that leave you? But I know what you mean. I, I, we, um, we did a brief chat, we want to get Harry back on here, but we did a brief one uh, through KO, and um, 
then like a day later i was at the lights in bondi and i just saw this dude like washing windows and i was like what the fuck is that harry garside that looks bizarrely like harry garside and then he comes yeah. up to the car and holds up the thing and i put the window down and we literally chatted him like two days before i go dude what the fuck are you doing here and he was like i like it once a month i I do things thing just to put myself him. super out of my comfort zone to challenge me. Yeah. I was like, what? It's pretty unreal. It's crazy. So did, did he give you windows a wash? I felt inappropriate. It was piss and rain. I was like, poor time to do it, Harry, to be honest. The windows couldn't be cleaner right now, bro. Stay away from my car. No, but like, you know, the lights went and I just sort of said, get out, see, see you later. But So you just put the window up and... Well, I was a little bit fucking shocked. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like you're a weird dude. There's also, there's, there would also be like a funny sort of... I don't know what the word for that is, but like, you know, you interview a bloke one day and then you like allow him to wash your windows <laughs> yeah. the next. He sort like, of, yeah. The Germans would have a word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they he would. He sort of didn't offer to clean them. Once he realised that he knew who I was, or at least recognised, he, he, he the, the offer revoked. It was no longer like, yeah. I'll clean him some change. It wouldn't have killed you to flick him some change. Hey, who the fuck has <laughs> changed <laughs> these days? Well, that's my thing. That's always my issue is... is is usually you know um, when guys are washing windows, like I'll um, absolutely get my windows clean and throw some change. But some on the odd occasion that I well often I don't. Mm. Um, sometimes they just do it anyway, and then I, you're caught in this interaction where it's like I actually just I'm sorry, but I actually don't have. I don't have change. the change. Yeah. That was the reason I waved you off. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the day when you see that little square terminal, just like yeah, yeah, shit. just tap, just tap, a tap and go for window cleaning. I well, they have that at churches now, I believe, and. To donate, I believe so. Square, yeah, that's. I, you just, what you what you pass the square, around the square, pass the square around. Not an ad, but like you know what I mean. Square's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. No, I um, I would prefer they don't clean my windows and I just give them money, because okay. I'm like I don't know what the f- like my unless I've got like shit all over my windows, I just prefer to give you money. Don't worry about it. Save your soap. I don't want it on the car. Yeah, Who the fuck knows what it is. Just yeah. just save your soap. Save your soap. Listen, they're fucking, you know, use it for someone else do who you needs know, a clean. Do you know Harry? Like, yeah, do, do yeah we, you, we chat from, we've chatted infrequently. I mean, we don't know each other really well, but. Do you talk, you know, the pursuit of greatness together? Is that sort of Yeah, like, do you like, do you lean on each other, or not even lean on each other, but do you seek out people who are doing like similar things, right? And maybe yeah, share sure, ideas? For sure, I really like doing that. I don't know about chatting greatness. Um, <laughs> that's a well, they're my words. No, not yours. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard topic yeah, to approach. It's a podcast coming out. Rowan and Harry chasing, uh, chatting greatness. <laughs> chatting chatting greatness. greatness. Yeah, yeah. But I just think, like, especially guys like that, they just got this unreal attitude um, and drive, and just trying to tap into a bit of that. Um, because in my sport, it's not so much about the grit. Like, there's there's days where the training is is really grinding. It's hard. It's you know really lactate based stuff that that totally cooks you. And you know you end up sort of throwing up and, and the like. But um, just getting some insights from these guys and what they do. Like I saw Harry put up a story the other day about wanting to learn piano just to train his hands, you know, and he dances and he does mm. all sorts of things and it's just, it's unconventional, but yeah. it's, um, you know, maybe that's what it takes. Would dancing help a sprinter? No, I oh, no, no. I'm a, sh- I, I'm just not a dancer. I'm on a, a night dancer. out after a couple not even really a couple of rosés a little bit I'll stand there doing a fist pump yeah. sort of type of thing maybe walk in a walk in a box okay I'll walk in a box is yeah. the running man he can move yeah I can. it's all can. in the hips bro yeah right well, it's move. all hip based but you can also do a bit with your feet 
Your feet, your feet move nice. Yeah, but they follow. It's like it's yeah, all. It's all, okay, it's all so comes from somewhere. Whereas I am constantly told I dance like my mum, and that's not a knock on her. It is a knock on me. Well, if you dance like your mum, it's sort of a knock on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to a degree, but she makes what I do look good. Yeah. Whereas right. I don't. I don't look good. So you look daggy. I'm daggy. Yeah. So I can understand the feeling of like not wanting to necessarily, but maybe if you practice, you'll be. Yeah, but when am I going to practice in my bedroom? I'm not going to do that, you know. <laughs> I got, don't get me wrong. I've got the time to do it, but I'm just not going to. You're not going to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just never been, it's never been within me. Yeah. Mm. Um, Are there any of those sorts of things though? Any of the like left to center shit you tried or like to help you sharpen your tools? Um, Tap dancing maybe? <laughs> no, nah, nothing that obscure to be honest. It's just such a specific sport. Mm. You know, everything is so driven by specificity. Um, so no. Well, there you go. And you wouldn't catch. And you wouldn't catch me there. No, if you <laughs> do, I, mean, I wouldn't mind having a hot sauna though yeah. at some point and talking greatness as well. Yeah, look, like yeah, next well, time you're in a sauna, I, I don't mind. Harry I don't mind Ned. talking greatness, and yeah. it's just you, me, and Harry, Ned, Rowan. In, in the sauna, sauna, sweating, just talking about fucking being great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sauna is this is a very vulnerable environment. Mm. It opens you up like nothing else. Tom, I don't know if you know this. Tom and I recently uh, completed a marathon. We mightn't have mentioned it twice. I don't know if we've mentioned it. Um, we've talking, look, yeah. basically critically acclaimed, acclaimed running, but we've got big on cadence, gait, reducing the load, all that sort of thing. We're we're big on one sixty five BPM. What's I'm I'm curious to know what sort of cadence you you look for in a race, what your gait's like, that sort of thing. Like I wouldn't say you're you're quite speaking in tongues, but I, <laughs> it's not it's not like within my so sprinting not a cadence so thing. Oh, a little bit. Well, sorry, to some degree, you want you want to have a, a fast cadence, but you want to have a long stride rate and a very brief contact time but heart rate and stuff is not really that relevant yeah so how many how many do you then do you ever measure the hundred by like how many steps you take from yeah that's a measurement but as long as you take them you want to take fewer steps yes yeah so you want a longer do you know what the least amount of steps you've taken to to finish a hundred is um i should i should know it the eyes there i was like i think i'll fucking stump this guy yeah you're truly stumped I, i actually couldn't tell you but I want to say 40-something, something, but I just that could, might be wrong. Yeah, right. And is there a record for steps taken just generally? Like, is that a Usain record? or? Yeah, I think know. Usain Bolt in the world record uh, took the fewest steps ever. Maybe. Don't quote me on that, maybe. That's pretty hectic. But I think he took a few, he took few steps. He took few? He took few steps, yeah. He took few steps. Like he took less. No, he took few steps. I'm, he, co- I'm that's confused. The, the fewest steps? The Kings, he's speaking Sorry. the Kings, he took few steps. He took yeah, fewer so. steps than most. There you go, fewer. Sure. A few steps yeah. or few. Listen, I don't want to get bogged down in the linguistics of it all. What do you, what, what's it like uh, around your friendship group, right? Like, you know, you're the, what you've done and like, how do your mates react to? Mate, they don't care. They give you shit? They give yeah. you sh- Did you, not to turn it, take it to a negative town, did you fuck up a baton change in a yeah, relay yeah. recently? Yeah, do they give you time. shit about something like that? Like, oh, obviously, yeah. you know, like, it's obviously you don't want to do that, but, like, your friends always keep you... Com Games. Honest. Com Games. Was hey. it in the Com Games? It was. Yeah. Um, I tripped over thin air, fell over. 
And you ask yourself, how does that happen? Tobler knows how it happens. Yes. Rick. And maybe you are Tobler you it's 7 a.m. in the morning, nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. maybe oh, just maybe it's a it's a packed stadium of jeering Brits. <laughs> yeah. When shit. it happens. Oh dude. Yeah. Everyone can be Tobler at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that feel? How, like, how are your teammates? Yeah, like, are they all the cool? most embarrassing moment of my life? I'd say by some margin. Really? By some margin. Shit. That's it was tough. just one of these egregious fuck-ups. Yeah. Like, that I just have no explanation for, and I never will. How are the boys placed, Australia? It was the heat, so we should have been through smooth. Oh, but, but, like, uh, where, but, like... The thing that was... The thing were, about were we, like, were we a metal sniff? Potentially... Potentially, it, hard to know. Hard, but yeah, it wasn't. But like, not like you weren't favourites or anything. It was. We weren't the favourites to win, but we were definitely in the mix. Mm. Um, it's happened before, and I've seen it happen. And I think okay, so how not, does that? not with you. No, no, no. It's yeah. happened to other people. And I thought, how does it happen? Well, now, I'm, now you, I you, you don't you don't know, but you're more forgiving. I'm much more forgiving now. But I mean, it was just so grim and like, oh man, just so noisy. But I mean. That feeling of having to get up, pick yourself up, be like, oh, what happened? Um, walk down the home straight and then you, and then you got to face up to the media. It's not easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could always see the funny side of it, mm. but I think – and I could laugh at myself, but not the situation because sure. what, I, what I felt bad about was like I had just so egregiously fucked this up for the, for the team. You yes. know, you don't – because it's not really a team sport, 100, but you come together for the relay. And for mm. some of those guys, like they were there for the relay. Yeah. And I was responsible for that. So, yeah, it was That's it was tough. pretty brutal. Um, but the boys were really good about it. I'm sure they were pissed. Like, they had every right to be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, they were good about it. So I just appreciated that. That's nice. Yeah. But, you know, my mates give me shit about it all they the time. Do. Like, and, it's, and it's just like this trite old joke as well. Somebody tripping over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are Tobler. Yeah. yeah, you two, you two are very similar. Good to know you got a bit of bloody uh, Olympian about your toddler. Yeah, 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 yeah. You take the benefit in that, mate. There's a lesson there. Yeah. There is but a they, lesson there. You know, they dig into you a bit in the media. They're pretty good. But What's there that are a few like? Comments, That's what I was interested to know. Like, just your, like, because the media, again, right? You have like the the darling of the media, but then you have the what, the side where they take, sh- they talk a bit of shit. Well, I feel like the chop down's coming. It's coming at some point. There are a few comments, amateur hour. I don't disagree with it. So, you know, I just sort of didn't, I didn't mind because it's like, well, you're right. Yeah, you can <laughs> that cop was you can cop Very it. amateurish. Yeah. Hey, how much do you train for the relay? Like, I remember at school, you'd go out the back before the race. Well, and you do practice a, your baton changes. You do some baton changes, but the, it was brief training. Like, does it, do you spend days, weeks, months? Uh, there are like camps in, intermittently throughout the year. Um, around you, the guys are all in different states, so you pull everyone together. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not always easy to get everybody together. Um, yeah, Who's people got- are in different training programs and things. So, but I mean, I've been involved in the relay for since 2017. So that was the other thing. Like, I was quite experienced in the relay. Like, I was probably the most experienced guy on the team in the relay. So, I, you know, it's like not elder statesman by any stretch, but, but the big dog. Well, just your experience. You know, I'd run the individual. Um, You've changed the buttons many times. Passed the button many a time. You yeah. tripped 
getting it right were you the, yeah, were you bringing yeah. it home as well yeah were you winning at that point no nah, we weren't winning but we were we would have progressed quite quite easily oh fuck. yeah but you know hey, it is what it is it is what it is so what's the what what then now like i guess but so you've got the olympics coming up right so like that's the the next massive goal but is there there's things in between there how do you how do you work on like where do you when do you qualify for the next olympics or when does that sort of about a year out okay is when the window opens so next year yeah after the world champs which are in Bud- budapest what time of year what are the uh, world champs next year early august early august oh sorry late august okay late august yeah and what are you what are your what are your goals what are your hopes what are your dreams um you got to be in the final you got to go top eight to to have a sniff yeah you know like because the way it progresses so cutthroat like you got to be in the final to just be in the mix so i want to get there and then just see um i'm interested to see how this year shapes up like i needed a long stint of training just to get fit work on a few things get the body right uh which is what i lacked last year like that consistency like just kept getting injured Mm. kept getting sick um made a few bad strategic calls around competitions and then altogether i had a okay year but it wasn't a spectacular year mm. what are the so, strategic calls around comps like what's that mean like oh just like the I, wrong ones should i go and travel here and compete or should i stay and train and get a bit of work in you know i chose comps as a bit of a, a bit of a strategy which was something we were trying out and didn't quite work for me so it's all just this like living and learning process. You're saying before, it's like you know, it's sort of I think you said like old man's game. Like, is there a an age when sprinters peak, predominantly or historically? Yeah, maybe like 26 through to sort of 29 around around there. It just depends. Like it's individual. So, so I think after Paris, I'll be in my peak years. But I'd like to get things moving, get things happening for sure. How many Next more season. Olympics do you think you've got? I don't know. Perfect world. It's Paris, cool. obviously, and then we're, what, we're then we're twenty twenty eight. LA, LA, um, LA. I'll be Paris. I'll be twenty six. LA, I'll be thirty. Brisbane, thereafter. Thirty four. Thirty four. I'll be getting on a bit. I will be the elder statesman of the. Oh, you'll be old, bro. Yeah. You'll have a bad back. You'll have hair as grey as Eddie. Yeah, you will have knees worse than you've got now. Yeah, That's so we'll just see. I think I'll play by ear after LA, but I definitely have full intentions of going to to LA. Just one of those things. Um, I think if I'm getting better and I think I can be um, one of the one of the best guys in the world, then I'll keep doing it. But, you know, I just think, like, that competitor in you doesn't want to – you don't want to just go and get knocked – run out in heats. Yeah. Run out in semis. Like, what's the point? Mm. Can I be vulgar for a second? Yep. Yeah, please. You're running around in some, <coughs> some very tight – Attire, and we do know this lycra, name, lycra, or is it is it still lycra? Or is it more of a like a, is it a modern blend of, you know, materials, fabrics? Do we know? I don't know. Okay, I just assume lycra, but yeah. it could be. Um... Tom, you speak, and then I'll. No, that's all right. I mean, I guess we're as a nation in our recent history, you know, we've been sort of uh, championed by dudes that have fucking hogged up or dude by that's hogged up, you know. Yeah. Are you Shervos. asking if I... I just want to know if the, if you do your prime, do your prime before you get out there, is there some sort of an exercise you can do that maybe brings a bit of blood into it or are you just gen, generally, you know, hogged up and, you know, you can get out there and get into your work? No, nah, there's, there's no priming. 
Do I blokes prime? That. Do blokes prime? Do you, do you see think? blokes in that 10 minutes before you get out there? Is anyone sort of priming? Uh, never seen it. I mean, you see guys rubbing deep heat into their legs. And so we maybe they inch up a bit. Maybe they just mm. inch up a little bit. I think that, but I couldn't tell you. I've maybe never, I've never witnessed it. Maybe it's maybe it's prime. <coughs> Penis pumps are they used? Are they? Can't that, say I've ever witnessed it. No. Is it illegal? I don't. Would that be, be considered doping? Huh? Would that be considered aesthetic doping? Uh, aesthetic doping? Mm. Yeah. Even I don't think, I'm not sure that's a thing. Can you have Viagra? I could. I'm not sure off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm shocked you don't know. <laughs> Is there? Where, where, what do you? How strict do you have to be in terms of monitoring the things you can and can't take around doping and all that sort of shit? Really mate? strict, really strict. Because you know, like, and I take supplements, um, you know, dietary supplements. I got a dietitian. Uh, shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess. Shout out Jess. Jess got, looks after me. She got a business. You want to shout her out? Yep. What is it? Jess Spenlove, Health Performance Collective. Bang. Bang. Check them out. So Jess, thanks for all your work. Um, but. Yeah, mainly they're just supplements geared, you know, like fish oils and iron, if my iron's low, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I use, yeah, I use True. Um, Not an ad, but yeah, I bend for my corporate (laughs) masters. Oh, absolutely. You guys know about that. Yeah, Yeah, we know all about that. But sometimes you bend more willingly because they just put out good product. (laughs) Bro, I bend willingly. We bend willingly here because we only bend for the best. We bend for the best. I think there's a lesson in that. Ben for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I use, like, creatine. I use whey protein. I use a gut health um, supplement, electrolytes, um, that sort of thing. So, But do I'd, you ever get, like, is there ever, I don't know, like, I guess, you know, if you, even if you say, like, someone's buying your beer, obviously it's pretty fucking straightforward, right? Someone's just buying your beer. It's not. But, like, do you ever have to... Do you ever get wigged out by things like that where you're like... For sure, for sure. You might just have something that's got something in it or even a creatine. I've just following... Well, like even the swimming. Like from following the UFC, right? If somebody bought me a beer but I didn't say poured... You'd be like... Like if it's a a really good mate, yeah, no problem. But if it's sort of someone, you know, a stranger, I'm probably... I'm not going to take it unless Mm. I've seen it be poured. Fuck, you just had our rosé, mate. Because you just don't know. Like. Well, we did see so open it. I saw you open the bottle. Yeah, that's true. That's good but you, but you did. Like, what? What are you looking? You're looking at. Well, who was it? Was it? Who was the Australian uh, swimmer? Shana Jack. Shana Jack. Like she, you know, maintains her innocence, and maybe she is. But like, she got rubbed out for two years for like min- yeah. minute amounts of like some sort of psalms, I believe, which I think exist in some supplements. So, when it comes to the supplements, like what is so crucial is that like. Um, some companies, like True, uh, do like independent third-party batch testing, so they test for contaminants. Because the issue can be like, you get a you get a whey protein powder, and it's it's all good on the label, but it's you know the manufacturing's outsourced in you know maybe it's in a Chinese factory or something. It's like they've just put through like this like get jacked plus you know supplement that has growth hormone or something yeah, yeah. and then you know your the conveyor belt's not cleaned your product comes on and it's contaminated in the process it's like but they, they they just have this strict liability policy where it's like if it's in your system you know you're responsible for it so arguably in that situation you haven't you know done anything you haven't committed any sort of malfeasance no but you're you're still held responsible so you gotta be really careful do you get tested often yeah yeah, it, it's ad hoc. It depends. The system's meant to be random. I think it's random targeted, but yeah, it depends. Do you ever get like, has there been any ones where it's like three in the morning or something? And they're like knocking. Nah, on the door? it's not like that. It'll be like around comps, or 
you know, you get to this level where you have to log on this app where you sleep every night, an hour, period of day that you've got to allocate. And then, like, if they come uh, and you're not there during that one-hour period, you get, like, an infraction. And if you get three within, I think it's two years, you just get an automatic ban. Really? Yeah, for two years, I believe. So they'll test where you, like, they'll, interesting. Could I run something by you? Yeah. 2024, Paris. I feel like, you know, I, I see you making the final. We've got to go big then, I think, as a nation. You know, you need to send a message to the world. What if we rolled out the old Kathy Freeman, the fucking, the head this to is- toe with the head, but on the back we have a mullet. So we cut out the back. Cut out the back. Cut out the back so you can pop it out. <laughs> so you pop it out. I like that. What do you think? If 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 Athletics Australia come to you and they go, we want you to put this on, mm. what are you saying? I'm not sure that'd be aesthetic doping. <laughs> I think, and I'm not sure if that technology is now defunct. Oh, really? Is that know. no longer good? Well, I've never seen it since. No, no one is doing it. Yeah, but it's sort of like that thing, like you don't want to replicate greatness. Yeah. But if you're in a position to do so... And also, if and the nation own, calls upon you, putting your own spin. Well, I think if the nation called for it, I'd sort of be compelled. It would be, I'd be, yeah. Does be your compelled. hair fuck with your speed? Like, could you no. shave that thing off and like, would it make a difference? Um, I don't think it'd make a difference. It's no. not like swimming. People wear t- fucking huge chains and shit. That's true, actually. I'm People run like, in chains. Why would you do that? All That'd the blokes just... run in singlets. None of them would, like. Yeah, but like, I mean, you're you're you. I'm sure you'd have arm hair. No, so you're... yeah, but I, I mean, I'll show, I'll show my legs and my arms and stuff, but it's mainly like, you know. The do we have, your, do we have a do we have a razor sponsor or is this a... No, we don't. Are you a three blade, four blade, two blade? Four or a V moose. Or a moose. I've been a Gillette Mac 5. Best yeah. thing I can get though, so. But I mean, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not married to it. No. And if, if a, someone comes along. If a lucrative razor blade deal were to present itself. Yeah. yeah. But would you ever, would you ever like go below five blades? Yeah, I've had to on occasion. If mm. I've been in a hotel room with like one blade. Yeah. yeah. You and did you find that highly uncouth? Yeah. But you got to work for it then, ev- don't you? <laughs> yeah. Cuts everywhere. That's a fucking, you got to go the big lift trying to get here. Are you a general, are you a hairy guy? No. Fortunately not. That helps. You know, from that perspective. Yeah. Eddie's fucking... Well, it just wouldn't make sense. You wouldn't be able to... Like, there... I mean, you look in Eddie's chest. If you fly over Eddie's chest, there's, like, fucking Amazon tribes in there. Well, that's why... You could argue, Tom, strongly, in a court of law, that that's why I lost my speed. Got hair, lost speed. Oh, you reckon the hair has slowed you down? The uncontacted tribes Look at that. Look at the fastest bloke in Australia sitting opposite you. Not a... Like a, a body air on him. Cat. Mm. Yeah, smooth. Smooth. Smooth as an smooth egg. As, <laughs> smooth as an egg. That's right. Smooth as a billiard ball, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, look, I don't I don't know if we uh want to waste your time anymore. We uh very much appreciate you coming on. It's been great to chat. Um and good luck with everything else. We'd like to and I would genuinely like to just hop in a sauna one day. Can we make that happen? Can we have a sauna with you? Yeah, we'll get in touch with my people, and I'm yeah, sure we okay. can get your people to. But I, we, I well, look, I'm, I'm now our really. Our people are Dave and Tobler, so I mean, if you need them to line up a fucking sauna, you trust me, you got a better chance if we do it ourselves. <laughs> the, the three of us, obviously, Ned Brockman and Harry Garside, yeah, talking greatness, talking and we all just get in there and talk about being great. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for having me on. It's been a treat. I'm a legitimate fan of the show. I think I said that earlier. 
Fuck yeah. You've got I listen to almost every episode. I don't think I've ever finished one. Well, they go well, a while. Listen, that's okay. We'll cut that bit out because obviously our advertisers will hear that. But uh, <laughs> actually, no, no, no. we front load all the ads anyway, so we're all good. Uh, well, actually, not all of them. <laughs> so we'll cut that out. <laughs> I, did finish, I did listen all the way through with uh, Rabs this morning. On my there we so, go. There we go. What'd you think? Oh, yeah, great. But made me self conscious about my voice. Yeah, I know. Coming on today. So, well, but like, I mean, everyone should feel self conscious about their voice. In comparison to Rabs. Yeah, he's got the perfect voice to tell you to pull your head in. Yeah, yeah, right. He said a couple, there were a couple of times when we spoke, when we were talking as well, where he like, he'd say something and I'd immediately sort of like shit myself for a second and be mm. like... I'm being like, scolded. When, he, um, when you hit him up about something, when you asked him about commentating and like how it sort of changed... Yeah, he goes, where'd you hear that? He goes, where'd you hear that? And you're, I'm like, oh my God. And I just go, I was like, I, it threw me so off. I was like... <laughs> And then I'm like sort of seeing Tom <laughs> look at me like that. And then I'm like, fuck, am I in trouble? And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, wait. We did have this uh, conversation with go, someone. I go, Ray Hadley told me. And he's like, I'm like, I wigged the fuck out and then for a he, moment. And, but then it moved on and it was like, oh, yeah. thank God. There was a couple thank of those fuck. moments where he goes, what do you mean? Yeah. And I'm like, well, he doesn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. But the, the ones where you ask a question and then he's like, I don't know what the fuck you just asked me. And I'm like. Uh, okay, well, I'm not doing something right, and I need to now try and like ask yeah. this again. I'm like, uh, d- uh, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of that, nah. But he's a he's a he's, he's a, a legend. He's and a you're, good you're absolutely right about the voice thing. Him speaking is just like I just would like to follow him around and see him order a coffee and like go to lunch. Nah, dude, what like, he needs to do, like, if you're thinking about what that, like, he's retired, right? But just fucking record like meditation apps. Him, Gilmore, audio books, audio books, very lucrative, I think, dude, very lucrative. Just, is, you are know. you born with a voice like that, or do you just smoke, smoke darts? I no, I think he. I, 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 my regret in that interview is he's not, is asking. not asking that question. Yeah. yeah, what was your voice like pre voice dropping? What happened when it dropped? Yeah, did it come on gradually? Like, because that's really what we, that's that's probably the hardest probably thing. Like, we'll probably re- come away from this as well and be like, how the fuck didn't we ask him about that? You know what I mean? Like, you just forget these things. You raced a horse. That's what I do want to ask. Yeah, yeah. I know I just was wrapping you up, but now I want to know about racing a horse. Yeah. Did you beat the horse? Yeah, but it was, I mean, <laughs> so you got the out of the bag, it was rigged. You beat a horse. It was rigged. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rigged. Well, oh. how's that? How's that? I f- well, you know, it was handicapped, but I mean. But it's a fucking horse, Rowan. Yeah. Like, you still beat a horse. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? That's how much, okay, well, how much did you beat the horse by? Um, it was tight at the line, but I had a fair head start. But it was tight at the line, so if you'd run poorly, you wouldn't have won, so you did get the dub. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. how's the track? What are we talking, heavy 10? We're I can't remember I being told, wet. I was told, I was concerned about rolling an ankle. Did you put the long spikes in? Nah, I was in uh, football boots. I was in footy boots. Footy boots? <laughs> Shout out to Puma, sent me a pair of footy boots. Yeah, nice. Which I hadn't worn in a long time. But um, I was told it would be like a putting green. And then I don't know why I believed it. Because in I, the type of turf you The, the turf, over. yeah. But when I got out there, it was like turf that had been run over by 500 horses. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So you were lied to. Yeah, hey, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. Mis- I was led down the garden path. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And what was that to prom- like to launch? Were you launching like fucking? Were you launching? Uh, I was to promo the, the Everest last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was good fun. I yeah. went out to the Everest that year, and it was. Uh, yeah, took my housemates out, and it was good fun. So you're living with housemates. Oh, you're 24. I forget. Yes. Yeah. I, what's 24? How does that work? Feet. Yeah. What's going on? Are you paying all the rent? Uh, no, 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 no. Good. 
Yeah. But like if you've got a meet going on and the boys get a bit carried away and they come back and rip and tear, like what's the lay of the land? Do they start watching your highlights at four in the morning? Are you like, bruh, fuck off, I'm trying to sleep? Yeah, they do. Not at four in the morning. <laughs> Not at four in the morning, but they've, they've put them on. They've, you know, put them on when I'm being drug tested. <laughs> <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning. So what, someone comes over and they put the highlight, they put your... Yeah, fucking, yeah, they, oh they, my they always God. do it. Dude, that's yeah, hilarious. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. That is so good. That is good. That's yeah. fantastic. No, and they're good. They're good blokes. They're and, good. And we've been living together for a couple of years and we and we have some good laughs and yeah, it's it's good. And you're in Bond on that. Now, you do you, you have a partner as well, don't you? Yeah, I've got a partner. Is that I a like long so. term? Yeah, it so has been. Pre-glow up? Like as in pre... Yeah, t- since uh, 20, 2018. Okay, nice. Any relationship advice for for D or Dave, who's just got into a relationship? His his uh, missus is living with fucking forty people in. Yeah, so I've heard you guys talk about this. What is it really? How many people? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, okay. No, is it thirteen? There's a bloke out the back in the shed. It's twelve. We thought it was ten. Is it a bloke com- out of the back in the shed and the and the landlord in the garage pumped bumped it up to twelve? Is it right. a commune? What's well, that's what we don't. There's like. a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship advice. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. It's not great for your relationship necessarily. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, added pressures of having to run fast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. How was your European trip? Yeah, best five days of your life. <laughs> <laughs> He's ripping these oh, fucking oh. Indians, bro. <laughs> There you go. Oh, no, yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> no um, relationship advice. Nah, fuck no, don't, worry him, don't worry about him, mate. Mate, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Good luck with everything, and hopefully, we do get in the sauna sometime soon. Yeah, it's been a treat. Thanks very much. Legend. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. Could you two just not talk anymore? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.